to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Acts, Acts chapter 20. Now, um, seeing as today we're appreciating budget groups, I thought I might tell you about a certain pastor. Why are you laughing? So apparently there was a pastor somewhere this side who was speaking to his church. They had been working on a certain project, but things every week it was bad news, bad news, bad news. So he came to his church and he told them, I have good news and bad news. And then he said, the good news is that we have enough money to pay off all the church debts and build a new wing to the church. The congregation clapped and cheered. People did somersaults. And then he asked, what's the bad news? And he said, the bad news is that it's still in your pockets. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Acts chapter 20, verse 32. So now, brethren. Now, this this is Paul giving a final commendation. I've not forgotten the other series. We're coming back to it in about two weeks or so. I've not forgotten. I even know where I ended. I ended on eternal life. And the next one is righteousness, right? And then after righteousness, the Holy Spirit, right? So I know where I'm at. Okay. But then there's a rema that I can't ignore. Okay. If you don't know what the rema is, you didn't attend midweek service three weeks ago. Let's go. So, so now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. This is one of the most famous scriptures in COL. Years. I quoted this scripture every Sunday. It says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Close your eyes and finish it. Uh-huh. And among Hey. Now he says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Right? We are going somewhere. Now observe, uh, today's sermon is entitled To God and His Word. To God and His Word. Now I want you to observe something, ladies and gentlemen. You can never separate an important person from his word. You cannot separate an important person from his word. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 4. And it says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Who can say to him, what are you doing? So where the word of a king is, there is power. I'll give you this example. Imagine um, you heard a rumor that the head of state wants to appoint you to a certain position. 
as it stands, it's just a rumor. Perhaps it's not a few confidence. It's still but wishful thinking. The moment an official word comes out, stamped, signed. You see, when I've heard sometimes people saying, you know, a prophet just comes to confirm. That's not always the case. Sometimes they come to legalize. <laughs> As a matter of fact, more times. Now, you already heard about it. But then this time, the official letter is given, let's say, to the person who's supposed to come bring it to you. The moment the letter is official, you'll be amazed that all of a sudden, based on your position, you now have security where you never used to have it. I don't know if you get my point. Like, um, suddenly, uh, banks want, want to do you favors they never used to be able to do for you before. And everyone is sending you friend requests on Facebook and saying, we used to be together. We know, I know, that guy, we grew up together. Why? Because even if you've not met the head of state, the fact that his word came out, it was as good as him coming out. Because where the word of a king is, that's where the power is. The power is always where the word is. It's always where something has been declared. And that is why you find policymakers will pay attention to everything that is stated. No matter whether somebody has gone to state it at a church, whether they've gone to state it at a convention for kids. Because where the word of a king is, there is power. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that our interaction with God is dependent on your revelation of the word of God. Now when it says, I commend you to God and the word, notice he's talking to Christians. So meaning, you know, something that I've come to learn is that there are certain things that are positional and then there are certain things that are practical. Let me give you an example. Look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and then look at from verse... Um, Let's look at verse 3. It says, you're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you, right? Next verse. Abide in me, and I in you. As the, branch, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Next verse. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Uh-huh. If anyone does not abide in me, now he's not talking to non-believers. He's cast out as a branch and is withered. And whether they gather them and throw them into the fire, they are burned. Next verse. If you abide in me, notice the word if. So it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That means that in a positional sense, we are already abiding in the Lord Jesus. But then there's, a, there's something practical he wants us to do. He wants us to be able to put those words into practice. It's like positionally you already have this office, but now you are, he wants you to be going, be operating from there. And you find in that office is where all the equipment that is needed is. That's why you will notice that even though the presence of God is available to all, there are certain people who don't experience it the way it's supposed to be experienced because they don't engage. There's usually some activity that's needed where you deliberately engage. So deliberately Christians are being commended to God and to the word of his grace. And interestingly to commend is to confer someone to the care of another. And now this commendation has a promise that if you come under the ministry of God and the word of his grace what will happen to you? One, you'll be built up Number two, you'll be able to access your portion, to access your inheritance. Have you ever heard testimonies and you're wondering, when is my turn? There is a place for you. Every believer has an inheritance among the saints. Yes, Every believer. Turn, turn to your neighbor and tell them, you have an inheritance. Have tell another one, you have an inheritance. Have Say, there is a testimony with your name on it. I don't know if you're getting me. And every believer has access to this. How? By submitting to God and the word of his grace. So he commends us as we submit ourselves. We're going somewhere. Now, follow me. 
the primary channel through which we relate with God is faith. Primarily, you can't relate with God without faith. It's his language. You can't relate with him without it. He can show compassion for you even without it. But there is an extent of fellowship you can never reach with God without your faith increasing. You just, it, it just doesn't work like that. It's the language of God. That it's the way the just should live. The just live by faith. There are certain conversations you'll only be able to have with a child when they start speaking your language. You can have fellowship, but there's a certain richness of conversation that will only be there when they start speaking your language. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why faith is one of the foundational doctrines. If you read Hebrews chapter 6, we are being told, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Faith is the currency through which we transact with God. It is a platform through which we engage God. And it is a platform through which we receive from God. I, I hope you are taking note of some of these thoughts. Because we are getting to a certain place of prayer. But I really want us to understand a few things. Faith is that currency through which we transact with God. Let me show you an example. Look at Hebrews 11.5, right? We're told of a certain gentleman who had an outrageous testimony. And God wouldn't have given us this testimony if the Bible, if he didn't want us to know about it and do something about it. Now, notice. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Now, what this means is, and I want us to be very literal about it, sometimes the challenge with interpreting the Bible is people are always looking for this outrageous revelation. What it means is, Enoch lowered death. It means Enoch didn't die. People ask, where did he go? How am I supposed to know? <laughs> no, was he in the third heaven or the second one? All we know is that the grave and Enoch did not have an interaction. Not just in spirit. For Enoch, it was in body. That's, that's just what happened. And then we are sure. <laughs> that's just what happened. And it says... And was not found because God had taken him. Like where is Enoch? No, God took him. How did he take him? God just took him. And it says, for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he? Now, next verse tells us, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. So how did he please him? Faith. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let me just mention this. There is that level where God, if you are real, then do this. God, if you really love me, then do this. Now, that's child's play. <laughs> that's child's play. Those are very childish prayers that we've all made. <laughs> but there comes a time when it's no longer adorable. Now imagine if, no, how would you feel? I want you to just imagine this for a second. Think of anyone that you're close to. Okay, I'll use my wife as an example, right? Imagine every day I get a message. If you're really my husband, <laughs> then bring, <laughs> then pass to ShopRite on the way home and bring. <laughs> The next day, if you are truly my husband, ah, I'll say, ah, wait. <laughs> um, and just like a slight mentorship tip on the ladies' end. You know, no one really enjoys the if you really love me conversations. 
Okay, let me just continue. Like no one. In, the man was supposed to shout amen. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. No one likes to feel tested. Like, like the whole day it's an exam. You know, exams naturally bring stress. So, to our, our dear ladies, the relationship shouldn't be an exam. <laughs> an exam with multiple choice and the answers are all similar. Whether you answer no or yes. You know, I remember last night, uh, no, this morning, I was working on something for the church. So I think I was working from like, oh, I finished praying around one. So I was working on it from like one, two, three. And so my wife was like trying to keep me company so that I could, and she managed, I think, up to like 2.30 or something. And, um, <laughs> even where I'm suited in the story. <laughs> and so we're playing like, YouTube videos, because when you're working on administrative stuff, I, everyone has got the way their brain works, right? For me, I need like a bit of entertainment. That's how I'm able to do that. I, I didn't know Christina's videos are that good, you know? She's actually quite good. I was surprised. It was my first time watching them. So I think I was watching the question and answer, and there was a part where I think, what was she asked? What do you like about being married? And my wife turns to me and says, so what do you like about being married? I, I said, trick question. I'm not answering. <laughs> So mentorship tip for the gentlemen. Some questions. Lower them. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Where were we? <laughs> How you lower them by faith. So now I was saying. <laughs> now I was saying. As I was saying. <laughs> Without faith, <laughs> it's impossible to please God, right? When it comes to him, must believe that he is. There is a place where you're not saying if. There is a place where you're saying because. I don't know if you're getting my point. There is a place where Jesus is about to raise Lazarus. And he says, I know you always hear me. But for their sake. I don't know if you're getting my point. Do you remember the three? Do you remember the Hebrew? The Hebrew boys are like, you know what? We know that our God is able to save us. And then for them, they even added, even if we don't see that deliverance, we are not bowing down to worship. Because they were so confident that their God was able to deliver them. Now, we must come to a place, ladies and gentlemen, where we come believing. Now, coming believing is determined by what you know about the person. It's determined by what you know about the person. Um, I'll use myself as an example. Generally, people approach me according to what they've heard about me. That's how people usually approach me. There are some people I've never met who call me their spiritual father. You know why? Because the entire room calls me their spiritual father. I'm the room spiritual father. <laughs> there are some households where they never had a choice. I was, their spirit I was the spiritual father of the house. As in... It, wa it was by default. It's like you can literally write on the wall, the spiritual father of this house. Is a <laughs> and, and, and then there are some people who when we've met, what they know me for is something else. I remember I went to preach somewhere and when they were introducing me, they introduced me as an author. Like, this man can write. Now, it means um, if a person has heard that and let's say they wanted something to do with writing, they'll probably call me and ask me that question. If they have no idea that I can write, they won't come to me believing that they can get information about writing. You know, I'm telling you some good stuff. So, what you, what, what, when, you, when, when you come before God, what do you come believing that he, that he is? And what do you come believing that he can do? Because it says that he's the reward of they that diligently seek him. How do you approach him? What word do you approach him with? That's why even the songs you sing before you worship him, you must, you must, sorry, before you pray, as you worship him, you must be very deliberate about what kind of songs you're singing. There are some which don't inspire faith at all. No faith inspired at all. Okay, let's continue. 
Lovely. I said lovely. <laughs> okay. Second, Cor- wait. Oh, you don't know how to respond to that. Okay, fine. Hey. <laughs> Let's have Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. Now, I'll tell you the story for purposes of time, which builds us to this verse. I'll tell you the story, which builds us to this verse. And the ites, you know what I mean by the ites, right? Midianites, Shanshaniites, all those. So all the ites wanted a piece of Israel. And you know, when they went before God, God gave them a word. And the word that he gave them is that the battle is not yours, but it's for the Lord. So the word that we give was a battle is not yours, but for the Lord. Allow me just to make a doctrinal correction, which I think I've made before, but I think I made it in a Wednesday service. There are some people who've taken this verse to mean, or that portion of scripture, to mean that for them, they'll never do spiritual warfare. They just fight their battles by just worshiping the Lord. Now, that's taking it out of context because that was their specific word for that specific moment. You can't win every battle through praise and worship. I'll, I'll just tell you. There are some where you need to confront and say, you devil, I rebuke you. I'm telling you, there are some that you won't win by just singing songs of intimacy to God. Sometimes you need to be like, you know, like where you're busy, oh Lord, I love you, catch fire. And, and then, you know what I mean? So let me, let me just put it out there. So the word that were, they were given was that for this specific battle, they didn't need to do much. And so now, when the day of the battle came, Jehoshaphat said something interesting. And let's read. It says, So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O... Come on, mention your name. Hear me, O... Some of you don't know your name. I said, hear me, O. Yeah. (laughs) And you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now, notice it says, believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Now, the context of believing his prophets there is not necessarily the personality of the prophet. The context is there is a word that the prophet had spoken. The word that the prophet had spoken was, oh, this, this battle is not ours. This one is for the Lord. So they had to believe God, and then they had to believe that specific word that had been spoken. Because to interact with God, you have to interact with his word. So in that context, they had to believe that he is the God who can fight their battles. And then with that, they expressed their faith by going before the battle singing Chiusachiwemi. And we all know what happened. The Lord set ambushes. As we are going to pray today, what are you approaching God as? Who do you believe that he is? Encourage your neighbor with two or three things that you believe that he is. Two or three, come on. Wonderful. You're done. You're done already. Come on, somebody. Okay, let's go. Now, 
we are going somewhere. Now, have you noticed that when you read that portion of scripture, it almost sounds like he was saying, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. It sounds like an Old Testament version of, I commend you to God and to the word. Why? Believe the Lord your God and his prophets. What was the prophet bringing? The word. Hey. Let's go on. Now, notice when Moses met God. God introduced himself. And then Moses speaks to God and says, okay, fine. Who do I tell the people you are? Why? He wasn't just going to go and tell them God. He had to give a word of his grace. Like what, like what word, like how can we describe him so that the people have somewhere where they can lean their faith? Because faith will always come by hearing and hearing by the word. That's how faith comes. In case you want to know, that's also how fear comes. I, 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 let me give you an example. I remember when I said out in the faith, I thought being spiritual meant watching videos of former satanists. That's what I thought it meant. That's what a number of spiritual people around me were doing. There's one I watched. It took me years to recover. I was scared. No. Even when the pastors are preaching, we enter their churches. We shan't sh- Aha! I started like looking at everyone like, and I realized something. After I watched that video, I prayed. And I discovered I didn't pray out of faith. I prayed because I was scared. <laughs> and you know what I realized? As I grew up in the faith, because I've dealt with a few. I've dealt with a few of them. As I grew up in the faith, I realized something. A number of them are actually told to confess. And yet they are still practicing. And the reason they are told to confess is so that they can be given platforms because I don't know why Christians are so intrigued. And before you know it, you're giving someone platform who was literally learning from the devil to teach you what? The devil who's a liar, he can't even teach properly about himself. Every demon you cast out says it's the queen of the ocean. How can they all be queens of the ocean? We don't know who the real one is. They've all been lied to. I'll tell you this. I would rather listen to a Sunday school teach me. I'm telling you, I would rather. They need serious renewing of the mind. How on earth do you give them platform? No, as a family, we sat down because someone in the family confessed, so we sat down to hear everything they had to say. Hear everything they had to say. To say what? Guys, we waste our time sometimes. What do you think is being transmitted as you are hearing? fear sometimes people waste their time you know no so this way I, I know people who literally went on a fast because the Satan has told them to challenge is that in the spiritual realm you're a slave to who you obey and so God answered I am that I am he wanted them to have a word about him that who is he? He's I am that I am. Meaning in whatever situation, that's what I will be. Like I can be this, I can be this, I can be this, I can be that, I can be that, I can be that, I can be that, I can be that. Okay, in one minute, practice it. Say who he is to you in the context of what you're believing for. Come on, say it. If you need him to be healer, if you need him to be sustainer, if you need him to be the God who promotes need him to be the God who exhorts, the God who lifts, the God who blesses, the God who anoints. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. And you know, let me say this. Some of you may be wondering why we, why I keep giving you these exercises. Let me show you something. Look at Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16. Matthew 16 and verse 16. Notice what it says. Maybe let's start from earlier, verse 14. 13. No, 13 please. Give me 13. I want to start from when Jesus asked the question. Okay. Okay. When Jesus came to the region of Kassara, 
Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? If the Lord was to do like, you know, an inquiry and he wanted to find out, who do people at COL say that he is? Now notice the answers. So they said, some say John the Baptist. Is John the Baptist a good guy? Yes. Some Elijah. Is Elijah a good guy? Yes. Others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Now, they all had a spiritual revelation of him because he was a fulfillment of all of those. But there was a limitation to the extent to which they saw him. There was a limitation of their revelation. And it's the same today. Some people still just know baby Jesus, you know. Like the 12-year-old boy. Uh, seriously, some people, th that's how they see him. As the one they come to worship but doesn't do anything for me. How can, no, think about this. No, think about this. How can, okay, I'll speak frankly because this is the church here. How can an entire denomination teach that the gifts of the Spirit finished? How is it, how is that even possible? Then what Jesus are you coming to worship? Then for you, you're at the level of the wise men who bring him something even when he's not, and he's just there in the crib. The Jesus I know, the resurrected King. Ah, how is it even possible that you can fathom that? That's why sometimes what people teach is just the life history of Jesus. And it's just, it's like a funeral in the service. No one smiles, no one laughs. It's like a funeral because they just remember the life history. But when you know that He is risen, glory. Anyway, okay, you know what, let me come down. Now, now notice this, verse 15. He said to them, but who do you say I am? It was a very important question for Jesus. He's like, what about you? What do you think of me? What's your revelation of me? Who do you personally say that I am? And what was the response? And Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now notice, Peter's response got a response. When Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus responded and said, Hey, blessed are you, glory to God. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. It's interesting that the blessing didn't come when the revelation came. The blessing came when he confessed it. He says, Blessed are you, I remember some years ago, I think I was in third year, and we were about to have our first ever fellowship meeting for WEM at Unza. And I'll be honest with you, I was a bit scared. <laughs> like, you know, it's one thing to be on campus and say, oh, our pastor is coming, our pastor is coming. Now also like, ah, guys, uh, you come, I'll be preaching. <laughs> and I remember that period, I was a bit scared. And that day, I, I was in prayer and then I heard God speak to me and he introduced himself a certain way to me. He used a bemba and you know, I'm, I know I'm very good with the language but <laughs> he used like a bemba phrase. Sometimes I rarely say because I feel like people don't get it the way, I, the way I heard it. He was saying when people will look at you they will say Apapene Chawomba that, that, that's what I heard him say. And I think I was what? 19 or so there. If I can trace the last years of my life, things happen fast. I'll be very honest with you. Things happen. Sometimes I also feel shy. No, I'm, I'm serious. Sometimes I'll be asked, like, sometimes the pastor will like, text me, like, what's your strategy? I also don't know. Like, I remember after the WIM conference, I was asked, so what's your strategy for those numbers? I said, I post a flyer on Facebook. I'm serious. Things just happen fast. And I noticed that the more I would confess that, the more I would see that. Then when I slowed down on confessing it, yeah, <laughs> we started fighting <laughs> with a few things. I think I need to confess it a lot more. But I noticed something that when God gives you a revelation and you confess it, there is a blessing that's attached. So notice he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father is who is in heaven. The response didn't end there. And he said, and I also say to you, meaning when you give him a revelation of who he is, he also gives you a revelation of who you are. He says, look, I also say to you that you are Peter, 
and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Now, the rock is not limited to the personality of Peter because the word Peter does not mean rock, it's a pebble. So the rock is not limited to the personality of Peter. The rock, when you read in the scriptures, Jesus said, he who hears my words and does them is like a man who built his house on the rock. So you can clearly see that the rock is the revelation that Peter had. So that revelation becomes a platform on which the Lord can build something big and the gates of hell do not prevail against it. Praise the living God. I've just told you some deep stuff. I don't know, even if you don't say amen, even if you are stingy with your amens, sometimes these are moments where you shout, Amen! amen! So I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, who do you say that he is? Shout it out. Who do you say he is? Hey, Abapene Chamba. Glory, glory to God. The lifter of my head. Ha, ha, ha. The lifter of my head. You know what it means? Rather than walking your life like this, he lifts your head. You walk straight. Okay, let's finish. Let's finish. Let's finish. Hey! <laughs> now, I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, two more verses, two more portions of scripture. Yeah, there are two. Two more and we're done. That the word of God has an important ministry in your life. I've just shown you what the word of God does. Now, Someone right now may be thinking, okay, I really now to, I need to get engulfed in the ministry of the word. There's a portion of scripture that I've been meditating on for some time. And I remember I put it in my sermon notes for when, because I love it so much. It just couldn't come out. I've been putting it in my sermon notes. I don't know how many Sundays. It's not been coming out. However, <laughs> Romans chapter 10. Andi anganda la 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 basando lo lo lo. Serianda la 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 basando la ba ya 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 ye. Haria masando lo bosandia. Sera masonda ria malamashando lo 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 bosandia. Ariambori andalamaya Zeriri andalabo Sandari andalabo Ariandari andalabayandere Romans 10 verse 6 Anderi andalabo Sandori andala yere Shambari andala bo Sirandi shalabai Someone should record that melody for me. I think there's an interpretation for that one. Sounds like there's something God wants to do. Sariandiri andalaba Shaladiri andalabaya Ariadi andalabo Andori andori yande Sarusi alalaba Shalandosi abarayande It says but the righteousness of faith, follow me, speaks in this way. This is the way righteousness by faith speaks. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Uh -huh. Or who will descend into abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now, just, let me just give you the context of that. It means that how righteousness by faith works is we're not saying 
So who's going to go to heaven and then get God and then bring him here so that he can do this? Or go into the abyss and raise him from the dead? Because if you're to speak like that, then, then you're having a context that God is far. then you are having a context where you think God is far let me read that again that one I'm struggling to explain in English but let me read it again verse 6 but righteousness but what does it say no verse 6 give me verse 6 but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way do not say in your heart who was sent into heaven that is to bring Christ down from above uh huh. Or who descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Because in that sense, you'd be you'd be thinking God is far. And then maybe. I remember one time I went to see a certain lady who was doing the healing campaign, and I preached to her uh, from Matthew six. And the word that I preached was I showed how we've got resources in heaven. And I showed where it says your kingdom come. It didn't say your kingdom wait. And I said let, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I asked her a question saying if for some reason we could teleport you to heaven today, what do you think would happen to your leg? And she said probably it would be okay. Now faith does not say maybe when I get to heaven the leg will be okay. Because God is not far. Now remember, what did I say? What do you need when it comes to a king? You need his word. It means if the letter has reached you, you don't even need to make a phone call to confirm. If the letter has reached, it has reached. Because where the word of a king is, that's where the power is. Next verse now. But what does it say? The word is near you. Hey, the word is not far away. The word is near you. Where is it? In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of God is near you. The word of God is not far away from you. The word of God is not hiding somewhere. As I'm ministering right now, the word of God is all around. The word of God is here today. And if a person can grab a hold of it and speak it with their mouth and confess it with their mouth. Now, notice notice what it says. After it says the word is near you, it's in your mouth, it's in your heart. Next verse. That if you confess with your mouth, notice, when they confess that word with their mouth, that word brings salvation. They don't, they, they don't need to see the cross. <laughs> they, don't need to, they don't even need to see a vision of Jesus on the cross. Or to watch a movie of him being resurrected. The fact that the word was in their environment. And they grab a hold of that word. And they confess it with their mouth. What happens? Immediately salvation comes. Ladies and gentlemen, your next level word is not far away from you. Your next level word is not hiding somewhere. The word is near you. The word is near you. As you hear testimonies, as you hear testimonies, the word is near you. As you hear the word of God being preached, the word is near you. As you hear revelations from the Holy Spirit, the word is near you. As you sing songs of faith, the word is near you. Somebody get up to your feet. Get up to your feet. The ministry of the word is here today. The ministry of the word is here today. Get up to your feet and confess it. Get up to your feet and fervently confess it. Get up to your feet and fervently confess it. The word of God is near me. The word of God that brings deliverance. The word of God that brings salvation. The word of God that brings healing. The word of God that brings health. 
the word of God that brings eternity the word of God that secures purpose the word of God is near me the word of God is near me the word of God is near me Shakalabasa Matakaya Thank you, Lord Jesus. The word of God is near you. The word of God is near you. I know about such moments. These are moments where lives change. The word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. Now I want you to speak it. I want you to speak it. And as you speak it, pray fervently in tongues. As you speak it, build up on your most holy faith. And pray fervently in tongues. Come on, speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Oh Lord, you told me about the next level that next level i confess it today i confess it today in the name of jesus for i can't believe in that he's the god who exhorts for exhortation does not come from the east nor from the west but god is the judge he lifts one and brings down another oh god i confess with my mouth that i have seen the exhortation of the lord i confess with my mouth that i have seen the lifting of the lord i confess with my mouth that i've seen the, the multiplication of the lord i confess with my mouth that i've seen the god of the latter rain the god who brings the latter rain the god who provides for my needs the god who provides for my wants for i have seen with my mouth the god who spares i've seen with my i've seen with my eyes and i've confessed with my mouth the god who's the lifter of my head i've seen with my eyes and i've confessed with my mouth the god who's the lifter of my head the lifter of my head everybody pray everybody pray, everybody pray. The God who comforts, I confess with my mouth, my comforter. I confess with my mouth, my comforter. The ever-present help in time of need. She did it, 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 she Thank you, Lord Jesus.
when Mary received the word from God, she asked, how will this be? The response was, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Wherever the word is received, the Holy Spirit is attracted to that place. Now there's a move of the Spirit. I've seen it. Lord, we are ready. There's a move of the Spirit which I've seen. Lord, we are ready. We are ready. The Bible says a fire came and sat down on each one of them. Now, Lord, we submit ourselves to you and to the word of your grace. Now, in Jesus' name, I release a fire on each and every person. I release that fire for their destiny. I release that fire for their destiny. That fire for their destiny. I release it in the name of Jesus. There is a move. There is a move. There is a move. There is a move. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Take it. 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 Shabarabaka Satakalabahas. She did it, did it, did I say, take it in Jesus' name. Take it in Jesus' name. Take it in Jesus' name. There's fire right now. There's fire right now. There's fire right now. That momentum that you need, that comfort that you need. That rest that you need, that favor that you need, it's manifesting as fire. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just be quiet for a moment. Our ministers be all around. In someone, I'm... Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Stomach issues go today. Stomach issues, they are going now. There are corrections in someone's stomach. Stomach issues are going now. No more gastritis in Jesus' name. No more ulcers in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Clouded minds are being set free now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I declare under this atmosphere and in this environment I speak over the church the next level as an organization the next level we press into that next level in the name of Jesus I speak over the individual members the next level we push them into the next level we push them into the next level in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, I address any foul spirit that is resisting, that is resisting any person in this place. And in Jesus' name, I rebuke it now. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Take your seats, please. Give the Lord praise. What a service, eh? What a service.
Now I want to ask very quickly if there is somebody here who's not born again and would like to be saved today or perhaps you are on the right path but you strayed away and you would want to be restored today. We have run out of time so you can just raise your hand very quickly. I'm not going to take too long on this one. Just raise your hand very quickly. I see that hand. Raise your hand quickly. Raise it high. Raise it. Raise it. Raise it. Raise it. Wonderful. So those who've raised their hands, just stand, 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 stand. Come to the altar. Just come to the altar. Come, come, come to the altar. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Give the Lord a hand. And if you're watching online, if you're watching online, you'll say the same prayer. Lift your hands. Say, Lord Jesus. Just say, Lord Jesus. I confess you as my Lord. Amen. Congratulations. Congratulations. The team, you know what to do. Give them a bigger hand. Now in the name of Jesus, I bless you. I declare that all is well with you. I declare that your mind experiences soundness. I declare that your body experiences health. I declare that your soul experiences wholeness. I declare in the name of Jesus that all things that concern you are perfected. The Lord God perfects that which concerns you. I declare in the name of Jesus your academics are blessed. Those who are writing exams, you pass them with flying colors in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus that you have grace to navigate the affairs of life. I declare in the name of Jesus that your family is preserved. I declare in the name of Jesus that you are preserved on the road. You are preserved in the air. You are preserved on the streets. You are preserved everywhere. No unfortunate circumstances happen to you. I declare in the name of Jesus that testimonies are popping everywhere. Testimonies. You are receiving phone calls that change your life. You are receiving letters that change your life. You are receiving contracts that change your life. You are receiving appointments that change your life. That at the end of the week, you shall testify and say the Lord is good and worthy to be praised. Your confession shall not be shut down. Your confession shall not be shut down. In the name of Jesus, your declarations are turning into manifestations. Your revelations are turning into manifestations. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Come on, walk up to five, ten people and you know what to tell them. May his presence, may his presence in the morning. amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us 
all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordsabia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church.